Welcome to another episode of Sports Live Talk, where life without sports is just talk. So on today's show, we have me, KD, a.k.a. Miss Manhattan. We have the mouth of the South B. Jones, <laughs> Mr. Level Up himself. And we have our head coach, KT, right above me. <laughs> and he got the Macarena Macarena tonight again. And we have a special guest joining us from, she's done a one of our collaboration shows with us in Houston's very own Elena from Dresses and Salted Pretzels. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me. Oh, she's no stranger. She's done this before. We, we're, we're good. <laughs> hey, so already we invite you on the show and not even 24 hours into it. You already got some big names liking our posts and, and looking at us. Uh, you, can we tell America who liked the posts recently? Yeah, I think you probably should because I feel like there was a marriage proposal behind it as well. I saw that too. I'm with you. I saw that. So I tell you what, SLT Nation, don't be surprised if the real 54 himself is not watching this show. And we're not talking about Randy White. We're talking about Brian Erlocker, one of the monsters of the midway himself commented on Elena rocking a 54 jersey early in the week. So shout out to B. Erlocker. We love you, man. One of the greatest to ever do it. And uh, welcome to the show, Elena. Thank you. Erlocker is one of my all-time faves. Definitely the coolest shout out I've ever received on Instagram. So yeah, that was pretty dope. <laughs> hey, and we can't go any further without sending a shout out to our girl, Pam. She took some PTO off tonight. She had to celebrate some big things with her family. So we miss you, Pam. We love you. And also my guy, Serge, unfortunately, due to the climate of today's society and what's going on out there in the world, Serge decided that he needed to peacefully protest in his own way as well and to acknowledge that the nation and the death of jacob blake as well as brianna taylor and, and many more that have lost their lives to civil police brutality or just police regardless however you want to call it so don't want to get too political on this show but i just wanted to go and get that out of the way because you're missing a couple of key faces today so 
Yes, yes. So for all of our new listeners, Elena, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about Tressa's Insulted Pretzels. Sure, absolutely. So Elena Steinman, originally from Southern Illinois. That's why I've got the Bears, the Cubbies, the Blackhawks, and I support the Rockets. We're changing it to the Rockets now. So Dresses and Salted Pretzels is the Instagram page. Please follow us. We'd love to have your support. I share the page with my good friend, Brittany Owen. And we were both former college athletes. So I played golf at Missouri State, the Bears again. And Brittany was a diver at Ohio State. We kind of, you know, came up with the concept. We were at the SB Awards attending and we were in our really pretty gowns trying to look all fly, but eating a salted pretzel and dipping it in cheese in our ball gowns. So <laughs> we said, you know what, why don't we start an Instagram page focused on sports? Definitely get that female interest out there. And it has somewhat evolved into us just acting like idiots somewhat 24-7. So shout out to all of our followers. We got a lot of craft beer followers, fitness followers, sports followers. We love you guys. Thank you for following. And shout us out. And Brian Erlocker. And Brian. But you know what? Love Britt to death. So next time we got to get her on here with you. She's awesome. We had a a bunch of fun. I kind of messed with her. She's a big Ohio State fan. And I'm not a Michigan fan, but I made sure to to, (laughs) kind of rub that in there a little bit on her. So She believes Ohio State. Yeah. So Brittany is actually, Brittany lives south. So she is, she's boarded up her house. She's kind of hunkered down in League City and ready to weather this storm. So Brittany, we're thinking about you. Yes. Hey, and Coach Gervais, I told you I had something for you, man. You see how we're doing it, man. And to all the people that are commenting, I'm trying my best to get Elena and Brittany to do their own podcast. So I need y'all to help me push Elena into doing that. So hopefully tonight we'll get those juices flowing. Give me hugs. (laughs) Yes, yes. So tonight is our 58th episode, and we are highlighting the late Hall of Fame defensive end and former NFL Man of the Year. So KT, take it away, as Pam would say. I'm doing yeah, your job this week. Yeah, okay. 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 I got you. I got you. All right. Derek Vincent Thomas, nicknamed DT, was a linebacker and defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Thomas was drafted fourth overall by the Chiefs in the 1989 NFL draft, where he spent the entirety of his 11 year career. Thomas played in 169 games, accumulating 126 and a half sacks, four fumbles returned for touchdowns, and made the Pro Bowl nine times. Here's a quote from Thomas. To me, a sack could be described as a play with a plot. You have your ups and downs, and then all of a sudden, it's drawing to the conclusion. Everybody is in suspense. It's building and building, and boom, you have a hero. Thomas was and will be remembered as a hero in Chiefs Kingdom and to the fans around the world. So if you don't know the story of Derek Thomas, he got killed at a young age because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and he was thrown from his vehicle through the windshield. So he later died from uh, injuries from that. And that's all I got on Derek Thomas. I hope I made you proud, KD. <laughs> you do with your theatrics. You know, I love, always love the theatrics. Usually it's me. I had to. <laughs> you, you know what, though? So I'll come out and say this. I actually was one of the biggest fans of DT and Neil Thomas. I mean, everything about those two together on the field, I tried to emulate when I was playing football. And all of a sudden, I found out that Derek Thomas actually graduated from Alabama. And it literally ruined me. I, I, I was heartbroken. <laughs> and to this day, I have not really celebrated the life of Derek Thomas like I have. So hopefully his family and friends and, and those watching, we pay a little bit of tribute to DT and we do him justice. So with that, I will, if it's okay with you, Kim, you want me to just go and run into my trivia for the week? Yeah, go for hey, it. Hey, before you do, I, can I say something real quick before you do that? 
What's that, man? It's something about that Thomas last name that just makes people just great. So you had Isaiah Thomas, you got Derek Thomas, and you got Kevin Thomas. We're just we're just oozing greatness. Okay, B. Joe, <laughs> go ahead, man. I just had to get that in there. I'm sorry. What about Kirk Thomas? He graduated from TCU. Oh, Kirk for the New York Knicks. Hey, he played in the league, right? He got buckets in the league. Yeah, we great, man. Stop hating. All right, so since we got Brian Urlacher watching, I got two questions because I got to try to stomp the expert himself, right? So Derek Thomasley, as I've just previously mentioned, was famously teamed up with Neil Smith, and they literally raised hell, and both were able to accumulate over 100 sacks, which only 34 NFL players who have ever strapped it up was able to accomplish. So this is the gold standard in sacks, is to get over 100 sacks. My question to SLT Nation... And the first person that goes to the website and gets this question correct will earn a free T-shirt. What is the name of the other Kansas City Chief to play alongside of Derek Thomas to hit the prestigious 100 sack mark? And that is actually a pretty tough question. Now, for tickles and giggles, just because I didn't get an answer last week, I do have a bonus question. It's a little bit more easier, all right? So it's a trick to this one, though. I want somebody out there, while we're watching this show, and I'll get you a T-shirt if you could put it on while this show is going live, to tell me, give me the name of the current Kansas City Chiefs that will most likely hit 100 sacks before retiring. And I'm going to see who could get that right before we get off air. So you got about 55 more minutes, playboy. But they need to go to the website or do you want them to comment here on the bonus it, question? You know what? On the bonus question, you comment anywhere. I just want to see who knows that one. That Larry Johnson on the chat. Somebody said Larry Johnson? Yeah. No, nah, that's a good try, though. Larry Johnson was a running, running back. back. That's a good try, Stephanie. Keep them coming. If he making sacks, then they in trouble. All right, KD. Okay, so now we're going to take it over to our local life where we like to put the spotlight on local athletes and to local businesses. Since we have the wonderful Elena, she's going to show her city some love. So, Elena, I'm passing the torch now to you. Here we go, H-Town Proud. I'm super excited about this because in the spirit of Black Mamba, there's support for female athletes, WNBA, female basketball players. I've got a great one for you. Out of Seven Lakes High School in Katy, Texas, which is close enough to Houston, I might add. All right. So, Kaylin Tucker, known as KK Tucker is definitely representing Space City Proud. In fact, so much, she has rocket fuel running through those veins. And let me tell you why. December 31st, 2019, KK hits four seconds to go. The longest three-pointer I've ever seen from a sophomore and wins the game, buzzer beater, okay? KK was a leading scorer as a sophomore. So she's a junior now at Seven Lakes, and I cannot wait to see what that team does this year because they were very, very young last year and still had a really impressive season. In addition to that, she plays summer ball for the Nike Elite from Cy Fair. And her coach, you all might know of, Demaya Wheatfield, played for the WNBA for 14 years and then played over wow. for quite a long time as well. So really looking forward to see what KK has got for us this season. Go Seven Lakes. Making me proud. Got you now. You're on the internet forever. All right. So what about the, the local business? For the local business. Definitely want to highlight Chris Shepard and all of his accomplishments. So Chris Shepard is originally from the Midwest, but he definitely represents H-Town. He has underbelly hospitality. In 2013, Chris Shepard was named one of the top 10 chefs in the U.S. by Food and & Wine. And in 2014, he actually won Chef of the Southwest for the year by the James Beard Award winner. So he's got three restaurants, well, four restaurants now in Houston. So he's got One Fifth, UB Preserve, 
Georgia James and Hay Merchant, UB Preserve. And one fifth happens to be right across the street from my house and my hood and my neighborhood. The concept of one fifth is pretty cool. For five years, changes the concept every year to a different type of food. So it started off with steak and seafood, then went to romance languages, then went to Mediterranean. And now they're back to Mediterranean because of the pandemic. They're going to do like a Vietnamese type fair, but they changed that up. And then talking with the team here at Sports Life Talk, we all decided that we're going to go hit up that baller board at Georgia James. So <laughs> we might need to take a GoFundMe to be able to get that done. But shout out to Chris Shepard and the whole Underbelly team. Love you guys. Food is absolutely fantastic. DJ and Emily at uh, One Fifth, you always take care of me and I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm just glad somebody finally said something in Houston other than the turkey leg hood, because that's all I hear is the turkey leg hood out of Houston. So Chris Shepard, I'm on my way. There's all kinds of drama going on with the turkey leg hut right now. I mean, I could speak on that, but I wanted to kind of stay away from that. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to pick on Miss T.S. because she just said the mac and cheese. So which of these restaurants are we going to, Miss T.S.? Are we going to UB Preserve, Georgia James, One Fifth? Who are we going to check out when we get down there? Well, I need to go to Frenchie's. Isn't that the chicken spot that's down there that I've heard that was just <laughs> so good? I think it's Frenchie's. Oh, I know. Miss T said Georgia James. All right. So Georgia James it is. SLT Nation, we go check them out. All right. Okay. So for our kickoff question for tonight, who is the best athlete to never win a title? KT, who you got? Well, anybody that knows me. You know who my favorite basketball player of all time is. B. Jones, do you know who that is? Nah, nah, I don't. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm gonna say Charles Barkley. No, nah, I know hey. I know who it is. I'm gonna I, I teed you up, man. You should have just knocked it out the park if you knew P- Penny Hardaway. I was trying to let you you, you No, man, you you messed up my whole dramatic effect. Now Brian Erlager and logged off because of you. <laughs> all right, so Mine is Penny Hardaway. He was drafted third in the 1993 draft. And if you remember the NBA Finals where Shaq and Penny was damn near averaging 40 points apiece. Horace Grant, Dennis Scott, and Nick Anderson didn't do anything. Nick Anderson in game one had to hit one free throw to ice that game. He had four chances, missed all I know, of them. man. Oh. And you remember how we had our uh, the worst sports moment? I should have brought that up because I'm still hurt to this day because I went out and bought a pair of Penny Hardaway's, his first shoe, and they really hurt your feet until you break them in. So, my well, long story short, my favorite player to never win the championship was Penny Hardaway, and thank you for letting me rant. <laughs> All right, B, who you got? All right, so a couple of the names have already been thrown out there. This was a very tough one for me, all right? So I thought about Carl Malone, whoever put that one in there. Reggie Miller was good. He wasn't great. Well, you know, he's a great player. But I just think that he can't be described as the greatest player to, to never win a ring. I thought about Dan Marino, but since I'm a football guy, I got to go with Mr. Randy Moss, a.k.a. Super Freak All-World Randy Moss. The boy couldn't be contained from the point. He was catching balls when he was in diapers all the way from Marshall. I mean, the dude just he was a phenomenal athlete. And then when you put the reason I'm picking Randy Moss is because he was on a team that was literally 18 and 0. 18 and 0. All they needed was one more game. And this dude would have been a part of the greatest season ever to be accomplished. And they couldn't do it. So Randy Moss, that had to be a tough way to, to not win a ring. So I'm going with, with Moss. Y'all just got mossed. <laughs> All right. Elena, <laughs> Elena, who you got? Well, you guys know that baseball is my sport. That's my number one. So I'm going to have to go with Ken Griff Jr. Ooh, that's a good one. 
I mean, can you believe he never won a championship? And you thought that he would have possibly been overshadowed in 98 with the Maguire and Sosa home run race. But in reality, he actually hit. I mean, he didn't he didn't beat that record. Right. He didn't get the 62. He didn't get the 61. But overall, in the same time frame, he had more home runs than Sosa and Maguire, which I hate to say because I'm a Cubs fan. I'll also throw in there Ernie Banks, though, Mr. Cub. So just to give a shout out to my Cubbies. I said I wasn't going to talk about him. I lied. That was a teaser. <laughs> no, you talk about the Cubs all you want. Yeah. Because one day we're going to go to that stadium. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Pam's already been on the field. If she was here, she could talk about it. No, she wouldn't because we didn't find out about that until the show that time. She had so many hidden secrets. Hey, yeah. did Andre Hawk Dawson win a ring? I don't think the, the Cubs won a ring. That, so he his name could be on the list too. Yep, for sure. Mark Grace, back, that whole, that whole yeah. Cubs team was, was phenomenal. I mean, but back I to the whole players that didn't yeah. want to read because it but took a hundred to years. So, <laughs> yeah, back to the whole Ken Griffey. He had the sweetest swing I've ever seen in baseball. Yeah, yeah he was a monster, man. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into our headlines for tonight. So our first headline, the bubble playoffs are finally here, and it's been a very entertaining ride to say the least. A few weeks ago, we published our predictions on who we thought would win it all. We're going to revisit those predictions and see what has changed between the crew that we have tonight. Before we get into the predictions and if anything has changed, as you all may know, basketball was canceled tonight or postponed, right? y'all's thoughts if y'all would like to share any all right so real quick they're doing it for a good cause so you can never say anything negative about that but my whole thing too i was hoping this was something they did before they went to the bubble you know but hey making people uncomfortable that's what protests are about and the fact that they're not going to play now and they may not play the rest of the season that's what they're talking about now. So we don't need to be focused on sports. There's too many other factors out there in the world that we need to concentrate on. So I commend these gentlemen. But the thing we're going to need, we're going to need the owners to come out and back them because we know they hold all the cards and they really, their voices speak loudly. Yeah, I'm a diehard sports fan. Football is, is my passion, but enough is enough. I had the privilege of watching the, the video and it is just disgusting. I don't understand what, what's being trained. I'm not going to sit up here and go on this tangent about defund the police and all of this stuff. And no matter who you vote for, this has to stop. And people need to be treated like human beings. And it's, I think we kind of lost a little bit of the spirit of this protest when sports started. And so I'm glad that we are putting a stop to the sport so we can focus on what really matters. And that's to stop this nation from burning from the inside out. And we have to fix the heart of this country. And I don't know if that's going to start with politics. All I can say is, please, please, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, vote, vote, and then vote, vote, vote. Don't don't sit on the sidelines. I think it was a statistic that said almost 60 percent. I don't know if that was 60 percent of African-Americans or 60 percent of Americans, period, didn't vote. But it was an unrealistic amount of people that decided not to go out and vote. And the only way that we're going to have change is to actually physically do something. The talk is over with. I'm tired of the conversation. I'm tired of hearing everybody say what matters and what not matters and talking to somebody. It comes now. We got to have some actions. And that action is going to start with us letting our voices be heard and voting. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that something tragic does have to occur instead of just sticking with the movement from the beginning. It's like we have to be reminded of what's going on. So I really hate what is happening. I will say, Atlanta, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, I just think that it's really easy to take care of yourself. It's really easy to take care of those that you love. 
but it's hard to, to climb that second mountain. That first mountain is making sure that yourself is successful. Those that you love, the people that you're around are taken care of. They're safe. They're healthy. They're successful. Everything you want for them. But to climb that second mountain, that's servant leadership. And I think that that's where people are really starting to step up and become those servant leaders and climb that second mountain. And me personally, that's something I need to work on because I am still focused on that first mountain. So, And I'll tell you what, Kevin, you said that you wish they would have done this before they went in the bubble. I think it had to happen this way. But sometimes that fire and that light dim so bright that you just got to stop and unplug and do something at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you remember Kyrie was saying that we should be playing basketball. Now look at him. Yep. Now yep. everybody is apologizing to him. And to the young lady that asked that question about Kenny Smith, everybody's just tired of it. Well, I tell you what, my daughter, my daughter had to walk me through the stages of grief tonight, and I had to come to terms that I was in denial at first. I live in I live in an affluent community that's surrounded with different diversities and ethnicities. And so I never really think about it happening to me or my loved ones. But the truth of the matter is, is that these conversations where we have to tell our 16 and 17 and 18 year old young African-American males how to handle a situation that pulled over or approached by a cop is ridiculous. So, I mean, now I'm in a stage of anger. So I went from denial to now I'm in anger. And so hopefully we can progress until where we all get to the point of acceptance of one another and move forward as a country. And before we move on, let me just say this real quick. Just look at our show. We have so much diversity. You got Kim, who's Hispanic. You got Serge, she's from uh, India. We got Elena, who's Caucasian. And we have three African-Americans. And Elena and Brittany, what's crazy is we all met through Instagram. Yeah. Like I said, I told a story on our collaboration show, the second one. I don't know mm -hmm. who followed who. First, but it's been a beautiful relationship ever since then. I'm glad you follow us. You always been a SRT nation and just in our family in general. So thank you. Yeah, it's amazing how this collaboration and networking through Instagram. I have so many friends. You guys, I've got the sports girl. Shout out to her. The sports. I mean, and we converse every single day. They ask me, "How's your health? Like, how are you doing? What's the hurricane going on?" Mel from New York just hit me up, and that's really the beautiful thing about. Luckily, we haven't had a lot of negativity. I know that there are haters everywhere, right? But it's been really, really nice experience so far, and I hope it stays that way. Not to change the subject, but also I want to send our prayers on behalf of SLT to the families that are in the path of these, these hurricanes. Before we went on air, I was informed that it is six miles per hour. Is that what you said? Six miles per hour shy of being a Category 5? So this thing is it's gotten real as if it wasn't already, but it is accumulated now to the point to where it is very dangerous. And so I'm hoping everybody out there, especially my family back in Louisiana, put your L's up for them. I hope everybody stay safe. We gotta put a things up too, because you know it might might. Oh, uh, my hand burning again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just noticed everybody. There is somebody famous on the chat. Miss El Paso says, "Yeah, Miss El Paso said to make sure for everyone to do their 2020 census." So, yes. true PSA. You got till September 30th. I believe she said that puts cash in the communities. So that's yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Shout out to everybody that's watching the show. Elena brought some some viewers in tonight. Yeah, so cool. Elena, you may have a new part-time job. <laughs> All right, Katie, what you got next? All right. So I believe Serge predicted the Lakers to win yeah, all the way. So, and I think KT, do you second that or are you changing your mind? What you wrong? Uh, here's the thing. I'm a huge LeBron fan, so I want him to win for the Lakers. But 
I want the Mavericks to go out. After we got destroyed by 40 last night, I was going to come over here and be like, no, I'm rocking with the Mavericks, which I still am. But for show purposes, I'm going with the Lakers. I'm staying with uh, LeBron and AD. Okay, so I know that we briefly talked about, was it Luca, Luca and Morris? Luca uh, legend. Yeah, so do you believe that whatever occurred last night was done purposely? Or Hell yeah, it was done purposely. Yes, I'm cutting you off. Yes, he did that on purpose. <laughs> because you take Luca away from the, the Mavericks with no KP, who do we have? So yes, he did it on purpose. Uh, Luca, I don't think he did it on purpose. Lucas seemed to think so too. I don't know if you saw his interview, but he was yeah. like, he didn't say it, but he kind of, kind of alluded to it being on purpose. Luca was political in his answer. I, I'll give him that, but man, that's so difficult to strategically try to step on somebody's ankle. And if you've ever got your ankle rolled up, most of the time you would roll your ankle by stepping on somebody else's foot. Yeah, so but not somebody stepping on your ankle. Like that is not going to intentionally do it. Watch the video. The dude From was behind, looking around, and, and you could tell he wasn't even looking down. So how how can you accurately step on this man's ankle and not? You mean be to tell me down? you can't just look forward and then just and then sit down? Come on, and B, then on top perfect. of that. Immediately, he went and grabbed Luca's shoe and handed him Luca's shoe. Look, the Morris twins are very known agitators. They are like enforcers. They do the dirty work, the nasty work. They make sure that things are going to be straight. And I agree with you that this is the second episode we've had with Morris putting his hands in some capacity on Luca. I don't think this was intentionally, but now you are on notice. If Morris does anything over the next game or two, which I think you're going to push this thing out, at least to one more, if, if the Mavs can play 100%, then you got to look at Morris's behavior because it is detrimental to a, in my opinion, which probably is going to be the face of the NBA in about three to four years. So, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, Callie J. I'm not really repping the Lakers, so don't get it twisted, man. I'm I'm not going there, even though I do want those LeBrons that the Laker color ones into a Miss T. No, his shoe was loose because the Morris went down and took his foot off. <laughs> That's why it was loose. No. But I digress. I, no, I, I said that it wasn't done purposely because the dude didn't he pick up his shoe and like hand it to him yeah he did yeah oh wow you don't trip somebody <laughs> and then try to go over there and help them up to make it look safe face hey how many times when you was a little kid like you hit somebody and you'd be like I i'll be your best friend you know what yeah. i'm saying you, you start trying to take care of them after, after yeah it was intent exactly so you made my point for me so, players every single time uh, yes. Yeah. They're the worst at flopping. Coach said he was doing dirt. I'm going to roll with Coach then. Thank you, Coach. Okay. I'm a coach, yeah. too. You no, can't go man. with me? You a track coach, bro. No, I coach basketball, too. Two. <laughs> Two as well, also. No, basketball is my first. B. Jones, if Elena <laughs> went on this show and she had some friends visiting, you know, I'd tell you something. All I right. want to know what Brian Urlacher think. I want to know what Brian think it was intense. Well, you have to ask his wife, Elena. I mean... Y'all are engaged now, right? Didn't he propose pretty much? Basically. Yeah. He said, I love you in that jersey. And I translate that to you. I love you, Elena. Will you marry me? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So I predicted the Houston Rockets because I wanted Westbrook to go all the way. But I know. So who do you have, Elena? Do you have the Houston Rockets? Or are you going to switch it up? Yeah, that, no, there we go. <laughs> she got the Westbrook jersey. Westbrook all day. I wanted to wear it, but KT told me I, I couldn't. So hey, when you come to work, you got to dress up like the crew. You got the sports like tall shirt. You had to put it on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't make sure. the no, I, mean, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. First two games, Rockets look great. Obviously, last two games not so much. I want Westbrook back, Brack. Bring him back. We need him playing, and then we'll really see. These playoffs have been absolutely crazy. 
So oh, go yeah. Rockets, Red Nation, Clutch City. I'm here for you. I'm cheering for you. And who knows? Maybe Jordan or Westbrook will hit me up next on Sports Live Talk. And start following yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I know we got another question, but let me throw this in because I'm going to ask Girls Chat Sports this on Friday when we were interviewing. And shout out to Case Williams. We did a show with him. Go to YouTube. Check it out. So I got to come back. What was I saying? Yeah, with the whole bubble thing, let me ask y'all this. Do you think the NBA should stick to this bubble and just allow fans to go in there? Because this bubble is awesome in Orlando. Nah. No, okay, man. I tried. Let me tell you why. Because I, I actually had this conversation with my cousin. Me and my cousin, we, we watched this Luca shot and we saw it happen live. And we went nuts. But th- think about this. That shot was so legendary on Sunday afternoon. That was supposed to be at the AAC. And it was supposed to be in front of 18 to 25,000 Maverick fans. Do you understand what that scene would have looked like? Oh, no. If hey, I, t- I totally agree. Night, I'm just throwing a little something out there. Went nuts. So, no, I don't want you to take the fans out of the game. This thing kind of feels like an AAU tournament. You got Donovan Mitchell and, and Jamal Murray meeting each other at the pool, giving each other a hard time. Jalen Brown and these guys doing videos. It's too much friendly bobbing going on right now. Let's get back to traveling three time zones, having the competitive edge by having a home arena. So... Oh, I just threw it out there. I'm sorry. I brought it up. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 But you got Katie. So B. Jones for you. We're throwing it back at you. So you went a different direction. You chose the defending champs. How are you feeling now? I I wish I could put a belt up because I think the defending champs going to bring it back. I'm all in on Toronto Raptors. I think the Toronto Raptors has the best coach in the game right now. And it is proven by the coach of the year award. I also Mm. think that when you look at the chemistry of these players, they got physicality in the paint. This team plays defense. They run out. They hustle. They turn other teams over. They don't shoot a lot of crazy bad shots and they don't turn the ball over. They're excellent from the free throw line and then they have an X factor in Pascal Siakam. Them boys is real. Now they don't have a, a true superstar. They don't have a Kawhi but Kawhi taught them the fundamentals of being a champion. No, come on. Oh, oh, let me stop you there. It's the same thing. Tom teach him nothing, man. Tom Brady no. is going to teach the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's how to prepare for a game. That's the business side of this. That's what great preparation looks like. You don't understand that until you've seen it. And them boys have seen it. Also, I got to give a shout out. They pulled up in the Black Lives Matter bus. And if you go to the Toronto Raptors Foreign Hotel, they got nothing but Raptors paraphernalia. They turn it into a whole Raptor type thing. You know what I mean? The coach being funny. I love you, coach. But no, I'm going I'm going all in with the Raptors. I'm, I'm a little afraid of Jimmy Butler in the heat. They have struck fear in my heart because my whole top five favorite players have changed and Jimmy Butler is the truth. But I got the Toronto Raptors coming out of the East and I got I'm going to go and say Laker Nation. I'm going to say Lakers coming out of the West. B. Jones, I was riding with you that whole Toronto thing. He brought that Kawhi teaching somebody how to win. Man, that, that dude barely talked to his teammates. He ain't teaching nobody nothing. Stop playing. Hey, you teach a man through example. You, what, you, what example he's setting here? Look, uh, you give a man a fish, Kevin, you feed him for a day. You teach a man to fish, you get him rings and bring him back to Toronto. <laughs> B. Jones, this dude was on low management. If anything, he's just teaching them how to just sit their ass down and rest and not go out there and give it. Go on to the next topic, KD. Are you showing now because we got company here? Okay. All right. Yes, I, yes, I am. <laughs> Everybody shows out when Erlacher joins. 
See what I'm saying? Erlock and his fiance here, so you showing out. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take it over to football, y'all. So it appears that football will be moving forward everywhere except the Big Ten and Pac-12. Will this be a financial disaster if football fans in the Midwest wake up to the SEC football on Saturday mornings? What is y'all's take? Yeah, I'm going to be quick on this one. I think it's an unmitigated disaster. I don't know how if I'm a fan in the state of Ohio, I wake up on Thursday and Friday, watch high school teams play. Saturday, I can watch football all around the country. Then on Sunday, my Bengals and my Browns are playing. But yet on Saturday, Ohio State, who comes into the season, the second best team on paper, will not have the opportunity to play. I think it's going to be detrimental to the recruiting of the Big Ten. But I'm happy because that just gives my Tigers another avenue and another way to win the championship because we're bringing that thing back to the boot, baby. You out your mind. I can tell you yeah. Ohio State fans will not be watching on Saturday. Yeah, can you <laughs> They're blame not them? The They're not going to be watching. And crazy to me that nine out of the 25 teams aren't playing in the last poll that came out. What was that? Yeah, you brought that up on Monday, and that was an excellent point, Elena. I think it was six Big Ten teams have been uh, were put into the top twenty-five. That's cr- I didn't even count how many Pac-12 teams. It was nine altogether, and hey, I mean, they're obviously going to do another poll. Supposedly, they're not going to be included, but yeah. Hey, I'm, real I'm, quick, I'm, the financial thing you asked about, KD. College football is basically the parents of universities. Everybody else eats because of college football. So we have a D1 golfer here in Elena. How does football okay, let me ask you this. So did y'all have boosters or donations going to to golf or was it the football program helping golf survive? Well, KT, at Missouri State, it was not the football program. Okay. Anybody know about the Missouri State Bears football team? <laughs> well, I wish I tried to ask Brittany this, but she never, she never responded back. I'm sorry, bro, but yeah. They didn't bring in the money. Baseball and soccer brought in the money at Missouri State. Wasn't, wasn't the female sports necessarily. Female soccer, for sure. If Lisa, my girl in Dallas, is watching, she played D1 soccer at Missouri State. But yeah, it was for Missouri State, it was, it was baseball and soccer. So football team didn't bring in much. See, I tried to ask Brittany that, though. I sent her a message. I was like, hey, how did Ohio State, how did the diving benefit from Ohio State football? She never responded to me. Though. Oh, I bet she didn't respond. <laughs> yeah, but look, I'm hoping that they find a more creative way to pull off this season because it doesn't appear that we're going to have a true champion. Uh, and that's coming from an LSU fan. If LSU wins at all, it's going to be tough for me. I'm, I'm still going to celebrate it and I'm about to ring and the 2020 CFP championship t-shirts. I'll be rocking them all. But at the end of the day, it will be a little embarrassing if the big 10 doesn't play. And I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say, if something changes, which I think it will change in the next two weeks, the big 10 will announce that they're going to try to figure out a way to play some football this year. Uh, okay, B. Jones, before we move on to the drop, I got a steak dinner on that Florida LSU game. What's up with it? A baller board at Georgia James, possibly? Hey, how much does that cost? A board at Georgia James? We'll talk offline. Well, I'll tell no, you what. Kevin, I need to know now. Hold <laughs> up. I need to, I'm at the hey, receiving this bet. Now, Kevin, hey, if LSU does not beat the Florida Gators, then when we go to Georgia James, hey, your food on me, pimping. I'm, I'm willing. Hey, that's how confident I am in my boys. We gonna whiz as 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 whoop y'all all yeah. over that. Hey, y'all in trouble, man. Hey, you know what? I may have to just make the steak myself in the oven now that I say that. But no, I I'm all in, man. Wherever we go, right. I got it. Before you heard, it, America, you heard it. All right, so that that means the bet is on, right? Y'all both got it quiet. Okay. Oh yeah, it, it's official. Once it's on wax, it's official. 
Okay, okay. All right, B. Jones. So take us over to the drop. What you got? All right, so I'm going to do something new. So Coach Orgeron, who is now my new mentor, I love Coach O. Whenever LSU gets a commitment, he said he sends out a tweet that says, hold that tiger. And that lets Tiger Nation know that we have a new member of the Tiger family coming in board. So now on this show, if I get a shoe that we released in the previous week, I am going to say to the America, hold that sneaker. Last oh, week, please don't say hold that tiger. Okay. Last week, I released the Indigo Jordan 12s, and I was able to scoop these joints up. So we got a new member in the SLT shoe collection. Hold that sneaker. The Jordan Indigo 12s are home. Probably my favorite release of the year. I mean, I, I can't really describe the shoe to you guys, but y'all can actually see that it has the stone blue top with the white medial with the silver buttons. But this is what's so cold about this shoe. As this shoe gets worn, this navy color will wear off and underneath it is a new color that will describe how elite this shoe is. So, Or how cheap. I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, look, we got a hater. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hold that sneaker, SLT. We got one. All yeah, right. hold, hold, hold that sneaker. Now, go, go, Tigers. Now, go, go, Tigers. Now, tomorrow, there is a new Jordan release. It will be the Jordan 3 SE Denims. These are a gorgeous pair of shoes. We're going to figure out a way so we can show y'all what these shoes look like, but they will be uh, released at $200 tomorrow morning. So rush to the foot sites, finish line, Hibbit, Jimmy Jazz, Chic, N Dot, whatever you can to try to get these shoes. I got a question for you, sir. What's that? SLT Nation, I really want these kicks. I'm trying to get them in a the size 13. So if y'all can get on these shoe sites, help your boy out. I don't buy too many Jordans like B. Jones. I want to show my Jordans on the drive next week. Okay, B. Jones, I'm sorry. All right, so they got that one. But if you're not a Jordan fan, if you say, well, B, I don't, I'm not getting in all that Jordan stuff. This was a very big week. Shout out to the Mamba mentality. Kobe's birthday was celebrated on 824. But in honor of Kobe's birthday, Nike released three pair of tennis. One will be released on Friday, but two pair of tennis were released earlier this week. And these shoes will probably resell somewhere between $2,000 to $3,000. That's how nice these shoes were. So if you could get a hold of those, and then they got an impressive pair of dunks, which I'm not a dunk fan. I'm trying to wrap my head around getting a couple of pair of dunks, but these are a pair of low quarter Nike shoes and they actually start off black. You put heat on them and they turn into tie dye. So they're called the Civilist and they will be dropping this Saturday. Oh, well. they call what? The Civilist. Civil, like oh, Civilist. I was like, oh, I was like, that's a shoe I don't want then if it's called something. Hey. No, <laughs> the syphilis. No, hey, but this it's a clean pass shoe, Kevin. It's a clean pass shoe. So all you sneakerheads out there, this is a big week. If you do miss on the shoe that dropped this weekend or the fires uh, tomorrow, there will be another good drop coming next week that I'll tell you about. I promise you, just be patient. Jordan has a long list of shoes that'll be dropping between now and December. So we'll talk a little bit about those down the road. I feel like this is the best time of the year for shoe drops because you always get something special around things. Thanksgiving and Christmas, so... Yeah. And, and so last week I missed the Drake drop. So off air, I was fired from doing the music drops, just so y'all know. So going forward, Miss Kimberly <laughs> Denise will be presenting the music of the week to y'all, all right? So I had fun with you. I'm like, hey, what was, the, did y'all see the dude? I'm sorry, this is all sudden. But did y'all see the, the gentleman in Cincinnati over the weekend who used the F word, a homophobic slur? 
in the middle of the broadcast and they pulled yeah. them off there. That's how I feel like I'm giving my last little speech. I don't know if I ever put the headset on again to do the music drop. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, my days, my days were good. I had a great time. I apologize to my bosses. And Kimberly will be taking over the, the music drop going forward. Yes, yes, because we can never, ever, 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 ever forget about Drake, ever. All right, so for this week's drop-in music, we have Vic Mensa with the V-Tape. We have Lecrae with Restoration. We have Nas with King's Disease. And we have Killers with Imploding the Mirage. So these were just some of the top albums that dropped. Also, it's funny that Nas dropped and Jay-Z dropped a single with Pharrell called Entrepreneur. The song was a little catchy. The video was much better. I really liked what they did with the video. They spotlighted a bunch of African-American people and their businesses that they started. So it was definitely a chilling video and I, I enjoyed it. So y'all got to check that out. Elena said that Nas was dope though, Elena. What you, what you thought about that Nas album? I love the new Nas album. I've listened to it like four times. It is straight fire. And definitely pay attention to the lyrics because he's he's got something there. He's speaking. Yeah, the killer, I, I agree with my girl, Miss El Paso. She was like, it's old. It sounds outdated. I gave it a listen. I tried to listen to the whole album, and I couldn't even get through it. So, and I'm a Killers fan, but nope, not feeling the Killers. Nas for sure. Yeah. Sorry, Killers. <laughs> I don't have no hashtag the Killers in this. Yeah. All right, yeah. Katie, you got you gonna go to the Manhattan Project? Oh yeah. yeah. We're going to jump over to the Manhattan Project. We're going to do something different with Elena. So we, her and I did a drop on one of our stories earlier this week and trying to find the staple drink for Dallas and the staple drink for Houston. I didn't get much love for Dallas. How was it for you on your end? So I, I know that there are some kids watching, so I don't know if I can share. The number one drink for Houston was definitely lean or drank or scissor. At Paul Wall. Eat so many shrimp, I got iodine poisoning. <laughs> Y'all know what's in that? Yeah. Okay, we'll just we'll just leave it there. Then. Yeah. That, that was absolutely the number one response. The second response, which was a close second, was Tito's and Topo Chico. Wow. What do they what do they call that? Do they Tito's, do they- Tito's, Tito's, Texas tea, Tito's and Chobo, but it's gotta be with Topo Chico. Can't just okay. be with Star. Do they call it still in signs? If you're going whoa, green, whoa. open vodka is a good potato vodka <laughs> that you can take out the Tito's, but then that would be blasphemy in Texas. So, <laughs> hey, yeah. Elena, did you hear what I said? I say, do they do they call that drink stealing signs? Like the <laughs> Astros? <laughs> no, that was a dig at all of Astros fans. Tito's is actually from Austin, but Houston's definitely claiming it. They're saying Tito's and Topo Chico. That's second to the drink. That's their drink. <laughs> Yeah, so I ended up talking to one of my closest family members and we agreed on ranch water, which is similar. It is tequila and Topo Chico and lime juice. So I've heard about that drink. Ranch water? Yeah, Yeah. ranch water. Golly, y'all. Just give me some Tito's. Hey, I got to make a drink for y'all. It's called KT's Punch. I guarantee you're going to love it with Tito's. (laughs) What is full of Kool-Aid? You got some Kool-Aid in that thing? He can't give it. Katie, what you got for us? (laughs) I don't want to talk to this man. Yeah, he can't share. He can't share the ingredients. It's a top secret. All right. So for our show recap, so we're going to wait to finish the I May Destroy You for next week. So this week we watched Project Power on Netflix. I personally didn't like the movie. I kept falling asleep. So anything that I fall asleep to is just not that great. But I know that y'all have different opinions. So y'all... 
can share with the fans what y'all got what's, what's your opinion I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you I don't really even remember much in the movie other than the fact that I kept hearing who that who that who that said they gonna beat them Saints they captured <laughs> They captured the essence of New Orleans. I saw my Superdome. I saw players out there banging on drums. It was just perfect the way they showed all of the whole city. Black and gold was there. My boy was running around in a, in a Gleason jersey. You know what I'm saying? I, I might watch it again tonight just so I can relive those moments. And plus, Jamie Foxx kind of channeled his inner Denzel. You know what I'm saying? He thought he was Denzel Washington in training day. The way... <laughs> The way he was talking. Nah, it was cool, though. It was a cool movie. <laughs> Netflix did a good job. It gave me some interest, but definitely, definitely the fact that they had that New Orleans slang. When old girl said, they got Buku people in there. I was like, ah, Buku. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're hyping it for the NOLA fans. I agree that they definitely represented NOLA well in that. It was fun to watch just for the New Orleans factor. For me, I love the soundtrack. So I'm a big Chica fan. She's out of Alabama. She's on the soundtrack. And then the little girl in the movie that was rapping, she was amazing. And so for me, it's always music first. And I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the music. It kept me entertained. Had a couple glasses of wine, watched the movie. The only thing... My only beef with kind of the Netflix films, and a lot of them are really good, but I feel like it's a movie you've seen before. And so I kind of felt that way about this one. It's like the theme has been, I mean, not, you know, exactly the same, same theme, but it's been done in different ways. And, and I, I want to see Netflix get a little bit more original on that, but it was cool to see Jamie Foxx's movie as well. Again. Yes, I agree definitely to that part. Okay. I like the movie until B. Jones went on that rant. So to <laughs> hell with who that to hell with that movie. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. It wasn't a bad movie at all, but the fact that he just did that just ruined the whole thing for me. So no. Nah, oh nah. gosh. <laughs> All right. So the next, the next topic that we have is the Paul George and Seth Curry. Is it some type of beef that's happening between the two? Well, hey, give the story. Paul George dated Callie Rivers, who's Doc Rivers' daughter. Mm -hmm. During that relationship, he hooked up with a stripper. She became pregnant. They broke up. Yeah, Seth Curry, who plays for the Mavericks, is now married to Callie Rivers. But here's my whole thing. Doc Rivers is coaching a guy that cheated on his daughter. So, B. Jones, I want to, I want to throw this question to you because you are a daughter. Say you're Doc Rivers okay. and... Management can you, hey, we're thinking about getting Paul George. What are you saying? <laughs> Paul George just dropped 35 points. Let's bring him on in. Let's we're gonna set the offense around Paul George. Now, in that locker room, yeah, I might be on Paul George's head, man. But Paul George is a beast. And if you a coach that benches Paul George or even get intimidated by some off the off the court BS, you're crazy. But well, uh, no, no, hey, I totally agree with you. But this is not just regular off the court BS. This is your daughter. This is Man. your princess. See, now I got to ask, who is Huss Karunia? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make fun of your name, but you said Paul George is trash. Somebody send them a link. I need them to come on the show and tell me how Paul George is trash. Now, he's played trash for the past couple of games. In the he, he's had some bad games. Paul yeah. George is not trash, man. Let's just be real. He's he, This man just admitted he was going through a depression in the bubble. And you trying to have more playoffs in bubbles. So it just it just ain't work out for Paul George in the bubble. But watch, the Clippers still going to make some noise, man. But look, at the end of the day, Steph Curry got a wicked jump shot. And Paul, he Paul George, he PG thirteen, though, man. I talk that noise. We know good and well. They be like, "Hey, we bringing Paul George in." I'm like, "Look here, 
<laughs> Go ahead and bring them in. Let's, let's get this <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you like, imagine though? Callie's got her brother, her husband, her dad, and her ex all in the bubble together. Yeah, and that—that's what I was going to say. How would you feel about that? Like, do you feel uncomfortable? Do you just skip out on the bubble visits? Like, how, what's that feeling like? Yeah, you got to feel uncomfortable, though. I mean, yeah. that's just a bad look all around. And I know it's uncomfortable for Doc Rivers because as a man, you want to protect your daughter from getting all heart broke. But baby, if you want that new car, uh, PG going to have to come here and ball. We'll jump him later. But for right now. Yeah, PG got to come in and play. Hey, Huss, I'm giving you a hard time. PG, hey, he, had, he definitely has some stuff he has to prove. But let's not sit here and pretend that he's not a top. 11 to 12 ranked player in the league right now. I, I get what you're saying, Huss. He's got a lot to prove in hitting clutch shots and doing the things he, he needs to do. But that dude is still a top 12 player. I can't name 10 players better than Paul George. They're strapping it on every night right now. Hey, Huss, for the sake of argument, the fact you're going against B. Joe's, I'm with you, man. PJ, yeah. PG is trash, man. That dude trash, dude. But come I'm, on, play for the merits. Play for the merits. I'm gonna guess Hussein. This is lighting up the chat. This this conversation right here. We got Daisy Golden on the line saying playoff P just asked championship Chuck. Yep, but now you remember they were called they were calling playoff P pandemic P. So that's pretty bad, man. If you playing bad, they're gonna name a virus after you. So me and Huss good. Daisy Golden, where you at? Name me these 10 players. Who, Daisy? Who? Who is better than Paul George? Come on. Because I know they ain't got no Nike in their name. Paul George got shoes out there. Paul George on the cover of 2K20 or 2K18. And then Paul George almost ended Zion's career with his shoes, man. That dude trash, man. I'm joking. Don't be joking. <laughs> Don't look at you. Hey, Zion got to get in shape, though, man. I'm starting to feel kind of, I, I need Zion to get in better shape. Then Coach Shama, he ain't letting his daughter date till she like 31. So that's I what feel so hard. I, I feel so hard for you, sweetheart, because you know, Coach, he really means that. And you made a comment there earlier about Miami. We already whooped that ass last year. You want another one? You want Florida to get Miami again? Okay, Katie, what you got? <laughs> all right, all right. So, B, do you have a heat of the week? Yeah, so I'm going to be real with you. We had a yeet who it was teed up. I was going to kind of give uh, this person some props. I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to save her for another week because she is an outstanding player, a person, and a coach. She's done some instrumental things, and I don't even want to give any teasers behind that one. But due to the fact of, of what's going on in NBA, what I saw from Doc Rivers last night was it was emotional. It brought me to a place of emotion. It triggered something in me that took me from denial to anger. And I thought what Doc Rivers said was impactful. I challenge. I wish there was a way we could put it up on the screen and make everybody who's tuning in with us to watch this minute and a half to two minute clip of Doc talking. But he kind of hit on a lot of high notes that I kind of feel the same way. For people to say all cops are bad, that's not true. His dad was a cop and this man was moved to emotion after a big win in which they put up 150 points on these Mavericks. So I got to give Doc Rivers that because I personally feel he's a part of what's going on. I think his speech made some players like Giannis, made some players sit down and really think to themselves like, is basketball more important? And he even had me asking that question, is sports more important? And where does sports rank on that spectrum? So Doc Rivers for, for creating the conversation, and not just talking about it, but moving people to action. Call to action. It's that time I give you, Doc Rivers, the yeet of the week. Yeet. Yeet. All right. So 
We are going to wrap this show up for the evening. Again, Elena, thank you for joining us tonight. Do you have any shout outs or birthdays, anniversaries that you want to let your listeners tonight know? Happy birthday to Pam's mom. Oh, yeah, to yeah. Mama Pam. Mama yeah. Happy birthday, Mama Pam. Yes, happy birthday to Mama yeah. Pam. I just want to thank all my friends, family, coworkers, Instagram followers for tuning in. The chat was live tonight, and it was because of you guys. Absolutely loved it. And then also, I, I know that, Katie, you always talk about a wine. I wanted to talk about a beer just real quick. Oh, so, yes. Aaron Torsey, the brewmaster and co-founder of Eighth Wonder here in Houston, was just nominated for the 40 Under 40 from the Houston Business Journal. So congratulations to Aaron Corsi, Eighth Wonder, my favorite brewery and craft beer in town. So big ups to you. Yay. Hey, now I want to give a shout out to Elena and of course to all of your people that came on and followed us. Hey, make sure y'all subscribe to YouTube and like us on Instagram. Pretty uh, please. Top. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we did a show the other day and I gave shout outs to two of my cousins, Leah and Marsha. I got so many cousins, but it's another one that I miss out on too is Jennifer Mazone. So Jennifer, I love you. And to all my cousins, I love y'all, but I just want to give a shout out to those three in particular. And I missed her the other day. Yes. So we have a listener asking, where can we buy the shirts? I believe that is at sportslifetalk.com. Yeah. www.sportslifetalk.com. Oh, please go and purchase your shirt. Go ahead, B. Jones. What you got? I, I want to say this. It was a trick question with the Kansas City Chiefs. So the answer was Justin Houston. But there was a second player who is who only played with Kansas City Chiefs and who is currently on the roster for half a season in Terrell Suggs, who has 130 sacks. He will finish his career over 130 sacks. So shout out to who answered Justin Houston. But the answer was Justin Houston and Terrell Suggs. And I hope to see anybody on the website can get the other question correct. Oh, no, B. Jones, you, you didn't say you wanted to. You just said I, said, I said, name me the current players for the Kansas City Chiefs players who, will, who will finish their career with over 100 sacks. I didn't say anything else but that. Hey, but listen, man, and, and Corona, can we like Get a curve or something, cause you know in schools, man, they going kids are gonna be working that hard. Can we grade on the curve on this man? And go give that, get that view or something, man. You got him, Kevin. You got it, man. There we go. So whoever it was, I don't know who it was in the chat. Be jaws will find you. Hey, Elena. So what's that? Before we get off here, what's that behind you? I saw the Russell. You brought some props. Oh, you saw the right. Russell Westbrook jersey. What's the other one? So my W flag signed by Grandpa Rossi himself. You know who that is, right? Nah, no, nah, I don't know Grandpa Rossi. Tell us, tell us who that is. World Series catcher for the Cubs, 2016, and now their skipper. Okay, I have, all right. I have him too, but he's married with kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what an Erlocker jersey? You supposed to have an Erlocker jersey on? There's a couple up in the closet. All right, I hey. too many props. Uh, you can never have too many props, especially when it's your fiance, pretty much. <laughs> Yes. So thank y'all all all for listening. Don't forget our website, like KT just said, www.sportslifetalk.com. Also check me out on Instagram. Check out the link in the bio. I have our entanglement playlist, our website. And then of course, if you want to subscribe to our YouTube. One last thing, justice for Breonna Taylor, please. Yes, indeed. Well, y'all have a good night and we will catch y'all next week. Yay!